0: Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for moms who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brieseke, a registered nurse, personal trainer, online fitness coach, wife, and mom of four. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brieseke, and I have a special guest here today. Now, most of you know that I am the mother of four children. My oldest is 11 and a half, all the way down to my youngest, which is four. And so, over a period of seven years, I had my babies. But my guest today, Marta Spurk, had three babies all at once. You know, when I hear about people who have had multiples, and I've had friends who have had twins and even a friend who has had triplets, I always think, oh, how fun that'll be. Like when I'm pregnant, I'm like, oh, it would be so much fun to have twins or triplets. Like it'd be so much fun to have so many babies all at once. And then I have a newborn. I think, what the heck was I thinking? This newborn is so hard. I can't imagine having more than one. So, my guest today, She had three, three kids all at one time. And she's going to tell us the story about how she found out she was pregnant with triplets and kind of what that process was like being pregnant and going through the postpartum period. And one thing I love about Marta and something that we can kind of jive on together is that we both love to talk about mindset and how important mindset is into the shifts that you want to make and the goals that you're setting in your life. And so we talk a little bit about mindset and we talk about how that pertains to us as moms, uh, how we are showing up as mothers, how we're showing up for ourselves and the things that we're doing in our life and the people that we are becoming in our life. And so without further ado, let's roll the tape from my interview with Marta Spurk. Hey, and I'd like to welcome Marta Spurk to the podcast. Welcome, Marta. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Marta had me on her podcast, Mom Does It All. Do you remember what episode it was, Marta? I think it was 35. Episode number 35. So go head over to her her podcast and listen to my my interview with her. And then today, I get to do the same and interview Marta. So I'm really excited. Me too. All right. So first, Marta, for anybody who doesn't know you, can you just kind of give us a brief rundown, a little history on who you are and kind of what you do?
1: Okay, so, I am actually from Brazil. I grew up there, lived there my whole life until I married an American and moved to Denver. Um, I have a background in teaching. I've been a teacher for like 20 years. I worked with translation and interpretation. Um, So I've been speaking English my entire life. Um, And I also know French. So languages are kind of my jam and cultures and things like that. And then I got pregnant and I had triplets. And that pretty much turned my life upside down in a good way and in a very challenging way. Um, and then with that, I kind of started dabbling with entrepreneurship. I kind of already had before because I was a tutor. So I've kind of been my boss for a while in a certain way. Uh, but then this was kind of different as a mom, I started, you know, working with health a little bit and just kind of trying to find my groove and what I really wanted to do. And then that's when I shifted my focus, started my podcast and got a certification as a success coach, because that's really what, what speaks to me especially with my background in teaching and also in church, my mom's a pastor and I've always enjoyed empowering and encouraging people. And now being a mom and understanding the struggles of, you know, raising little humans and kind of losing yourself a little bit and trying to find yourself a little bit. um, I've really found my passion in helping women through the same journey that I have gone through and I'm still going through. And so now I help encourage and empower moms to find their potential to really believe in themselves and specifically mompreneurs that are wanting to launch their business or grow their business and need to make some major
0: mindset shifts to succeed. And that is such a transition, that transition from not having any kids working for many women and then making that transition to like now being full-time mom. And like you said, kind of feeling like now all I do is like feed baby one Wouldn't you have three at once. Like I literally can't imagine, but like, it's like, all you do is like feed these babies, keep them alive, like change them put them to sleep. Like it's, it's, it's all encompassing, especially when you have triplets. And so, um, I do see a lot of moms who kind of get to this point where they're like, I kind of need to rediscover who I am Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: separate from being a mom, which is you know, I'm sure we can both agree, like is the most wonderful job in the whole world. And neither of us would change it for the world to have these little humans that we get to raise and influence. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we are women that have our own personalities and and, uh, individual strengths and being able to share those in different ways with the world is really, really awesome. So I love that you get to help those moms kind of rediscover it and Mm -hmm. kind of tell everyone kind of how you do that. Like, how do you help moms to re-find out who they are and Other things that they have to offer the world? So it really goes into kind of going into
1: a darker side of things that is looking back into your past and figuring out the things that have blocked you really from taking that next step into your life. And I also go into the passions, but you kind of have to see the things that have held you back growing up. Because that's one thing. I don't think like we get in in touch with who we really are until we become moms in a, in a way. Like we have the opportunity to really find out who we are once we become moms, but not all of us do because we're so overwhelmed with all of the things. But I really see motherhood as like a blank slate where you can start over or you can reconnect with the things that you enjoy doing beforehand. And so I lead moms through a process of really discovering like the ways that they have been sabotaging themselves. And I feel like a lot of that is maybe losing a little bit of yourself once you get married. Uh, maybe once you move away from your parents, cause it's, it's you building your new identity, but then there are other things, other layers that you actually put on with, you know, trying to find a job, you go to college and you have all of these people in society kind of dictating the things that you need to do. So you get lost and then you get married and then you have kids and it's like, where, where do you, where do you come, you know, in this whole process? So I really take women back into their past to see the good and the ugly a little bit um, so that you can move forward in a positive perspective of I've done lots of different things. My dogs. I've done lots of different things and now I get to really figure out what I want to do with my life and what my purpose is outside of being a wife, outside of being a mother. So it really is looking back into your past and going through a process of self-reflection and
0: self-discovery right now, but looking back into your past as well. That's really interesting. And how, how did becoming a mother change things for you specifically?
1: Oh my gosh, it's changed everything and it's so interesting cuz the other day I had an interview for a different podcast and they were asking me, "Did you, you know, want to be a mom? How did it all go?" And I did. I had these ideas when I was working. I was like looking forward to the day I got pregnant so that I could stop working and stay at home with my kids and here I am at home with my kids. Well, I was envisioning one baby. <laughs> Mind yeah, you. <laughs> <that's>, seriously. <laughs> And here I am at home with my kids and I'm looking to do something outside of that. And I know lots of people may question that, um, especially the moms that feel really fulfilled with just, you know, being a stay at home mom, which I don't want to say just, I mean, everyone's different and have different uh, desires and and things that they feel fulfilled with. But I realized, um, I feel like with the triplets, because it's so intense, it happened to me three times more, you know, like you have one kid and then you kind of lose yourself a little bit, but then you have the chance of maybe going, places with that one kid. You know, I don't have that. I haven't had that opportunity in so many different ways because for me, a quick trip to the store is not a quick trip. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, it's, 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 do I really want to go through all the hassle or I just wait until my husband gets home or have him go to the store. And in that sense, I am deprived of so many things that I understand as part of motherhood. But for me, it was to a very extreme state. And I feel like, even though this is what I wanted and I planned for it, I still had kind of like a resentment in the sense of, I really don't get to do a whole lot. Like I knew this was going to happen, but it was a lot more than I had ever envisioned because it's like, you can't really prepare for being a mom period. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you only get to see what it's like once you're in it. And You can't really prepare for being a triplet mom. So even though I had all these ideas in my head, once I knew it was triplets, it was still a lot different than what I thought. And I needed an outlet. I needed, you know, to reconnect with myself. I feel like more so than when you have a singleton because it was so intense. And that's, I feel like, where my passion came from just telling moms, Hey, I know exactly what you're going through because I went through that and probably more extreme than more extremely than you are going through. So I can help you move past that and find fulfillment and find happiness. Because one of the things is that I feel like there's a lot of, um, it's, it's very taboo in certain ways to admit that you're unhappy when you have a baby in your arms. Like, what are you thinking? You should be feeling so blessed. And I have learned that one thing doesn't exclude the other. It's not that you're not grateful. And there's a whole, you know, postpartum baby blues, things that come into play. I don't necessarily think I went through that. Um, and that's what's interesting is that I have felt very blessed through this whole period. And my kids are amazing, but I still wanted to get back into me, whatever that meant now that I'm a triplet mom, you know, and That's why I'm so passionate to help moms do the same if they are feeling like this and feeling like they can't voice this because people are going to look at them the wrong way, you
0: know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stigma that comes into being a working mom um, and, you know, the stay-at-home moms versus the working moms and which is better and which is better for your kids. And I I don't think there's an answer to that. I think it is an individual, you know, an individual decision. Um, And every mom makes those decisions with the best of intentions and, you know, what's best totally. for their family. So Kate, I want to hear the story. This kind of has nothing to do with any of our <laughs> topics, but I want to <laughs> hear the story of how you found out you were having triplets, what that was like, and then what your oh. pregnancy was like.
1: Okay. So that was interesting because when I was about to, like, when I was going to try to get pregnant and all of that stuff, I was already thinking, I want to be a fit mom. Like I had that in my head that I wanted to be, you know, the mom that was lifting weights and, and, and exercising and being active. Um, because growing up, I've, I've had issues with like being overweight in my, uh, twenties, early twenties is when I actually started going to the gym and paying closer attention to my nutrition. So that was like a goal. And then I struggled getting pregnant. Uh, we actually had to go through a cycle of hormonal treatment, uh, to stimulate ovulation. And yes, that increases your chances of having multiples, but it's not, a guarantee, not that anything is a guarantee, like nothing is a guarantee that you're going to get pregnant period. Um, but it was like a total surprise because we started that in May and by June I was pregnant and it was triplets. And what was interesting is that, Or terrifying, I should say, is that I had been going to the doctor every other day by myself because he was doing ultrasounds to make sure the eggs were growing until we were going to uh, set up a date uh, to be like, okay, this is when you're going to ovulate and all of that and to monitor. And so I was doing that by myself because there was no reason why my husband would have to go every single time. Mm And so when I found out I was pregnant, you know, I took the P test, I took the blood test. uh, We scheduled an ultrasound just to see if everything was in place because I was terrified of having having an ectopic pregnancy because my friends had had it and I was just so scared. I was like, all right, let's do this to make sure everything's okay. So I went by myself because I was pregnant and everything was fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I was in there, he was like, all right, so look here, there are three Sex, and that doesn't mean that they're going to take because I was five weeks pregnant at that moment, which mm-hmm. is a mo- when most people don't even know they're pregnant by then. But because I was doing, you know, this whole follow up with a doctor, he said, you know, you could you could lose, you know, one, two maybe, maybe none of them will take. And you know, people, that's when people have miscarriages and they don't even know, uh, because it's so early on. So come back in two weeks because at seven weeks, you're going to have heartbeats and then we'll know for sure if they took. And I was like, whoa. Okay. So needless to say, I left, the doctor's office, crying. Um, called my husband. His response was, "That's so fun! That's so exciting! We're going to have three kids <laughs> at the same time!" And I was like, "But I'm going to have to carry them." And mind you, I've always said because being from Brazil, we use metric, right? So um, when I convert to, to feet, I'd always says I was five three. And then recently, going to the doctor here in, in America and having a checkup, I found out I am. Five one and a half. Oh so I am very small. <laughs> so I was just terrified. Like I would, you know, curl up in a ball in bed for the first pretty much trimester. Just like, how is this gonna happen? Am I gonna die? Am I gonna lose one of them? Just mixed emotions through and through. Like, do I really want to have three kids? How is what is this gonna do to my body, you know? Um, and then it was a high-risk pregnancy. I stayed active as much as I could, but at 25 weeks, uh, my service started thinning out. I had to go on modified bed rest. And so it was tough. It was just so many things that I wasn't expecting that comes with pregnancy, of course. But again, it was very, very different than I had expected and than what I had read in books. You know what I mean? Totally. So it was hard, but it was already a moment for me to learn that I'm not in control, that I have to roll with the punches. And, uh, it's been such a, such a learning and humbling experience from day one, because I have always been kind of like a control freak and, you know, everything has to be a certain way. And, you know, maybe with your husband, you can get to kind of push him to do what you want. (laughs) And with this, it was like, okay, It's just like, I have to trust God and do my best here.
0: And that's motherhood, right? So. Totally. Oh, that's amazing. And so then kind of take us into the postpartum period. What was the postpartum period like for you with three little babies? So I like to say that the first six months were a total fog. And I was kind of expecting
1: that. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be surviving because by the time we were done feeding the third baby, we had very little time until the next feeding because we were on a schedule and that's something that we decided to keep from NICU because they stayed 22 days in NICU (sighs) and that's a whole other thing in itself, an experience you're never going to be prepared for, you know, coming home and you have nothing in your arms, you know, All, all the three kids were in the hospital for three weeks and that was hard too. Um, but it gave me time to heal obviously from the C-section and to kind of be a part-time <laughs> triplet mom does, mm-hmm. uh, you know, learning how to feed them, learning all the things. Um, and then once they were home, we were still following the schedule and taking turns. Um, I had family come over and help with like the different shifts that we had. Um, and then, After they were about six to seven months, they started sleeping through the night. I actually hired a sleep consultant, which was the best decision ever. And I encourage moms to do that. If your kid doesn't sleep, you have to figure something out because that affects their development and it affects you as a mom. So that helped me so much. And then that's when I was like, all right let's, let's get back into what's going on with me so that I can be more present for them. And that's when I started getting more active. I had been cleared by my doctor to exercise and I was just, you know, taking walks, doing like 10, 15 minutes stuff at home. And then I started doing more things at home for like 30 minutes and, and getting more active. And then when they were nine months, we actually moved back from Brazil to the U S that's a whole other thing in itself. Um, with, you know, being on a plane with three little babies and, you know, just starting over, uh, up here. But that's when I started into, um, actually started with network marketing at the time with health coaching. And it really helped me have that outlet, uh, because I was you know, focused on losing weight, focused on, you know, doing something for myself, having that time for myself when they were sleeping, um, and encouraging other moms to make lifestyle changes as well. So I really feel like that helped me because I had so much going on that I don't know. I think my positive attitude helped a lot with me not going into depression and all of that when I was, you know, go, go, go with the kids. But then once we moved up here, it was hard cause we were still living with family. Like there was a lot, lots of things going on in the house. Plus, you know, the kids and I feel like exercise and paying closer attention to me and to my health was huge postpartum. And I know lots of moms, um, use that as like the doorway into getting back into themselves. And I think it's wonderful. Um, but it goes a lot deeper than just changing the outside. Right. It's, it's totally. really inner, inner work. And that's one of the things that you even said in, in our interview that it's about fitness, but it's not really about fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling empowered and knowing that, you know, I can, I can do everything. And that's where, you know, the whole mom does it all came into play. It's like, I'm a triplet mom. I can, you know, um, feel good about my body, feel good about how I look, even though my body's changed so much with having triplets and having such a different pregnancy and my my stomach doesn't look the same as, they, as it did before, but it's a chance for me to, it's kind of like my do-over in so many ways because I feel like I'm a lot stronger mentally now to do things that I couldn't have done before I had kids. So it was hard, but I really do feel like paying closer attention to me was huge postpartum.
0: Yeah, totally. And I completely echo what you said, you, you know, when people are wanting to change the external appearance, and that's a very common thing as moms, right? You go your body goes through a lot of changes during pregnancy and postpartum period, and it can be really you know, wanting to get back to where you were pre pregnancy can be a really big desire, but right. that external change has to happen internally first. Okay. And so many people try to change the external thinking it's going to change the internal, and it just doesn't work that way. That's backwards. Mm-hmm. You, you got to start from within to create your external reality. So I totally echo what you're saying. So, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, because you focus a lot on mindset, which is Totally my jam as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's such an important foundation. It's not talked about enough in the fitness world. Um, It's talked about a little bit more in the business world, but I think it's not talked about enough in the fitness world. But when we're talking about mindset and we're talking about a mom who has just had a baby and is in that post period, you know, period of time when things are really challenging, what kind of advice can you give her to help with? the thoughts and the feelings that she's probably experiencing that you've experienced that I've experienced and kind of get out the other side of that feeling like, you know, we're back to who we want to be and we're making progress in the way that we want to make it.
1: Well, I think it really boils down to the whole mom guilt. And I, I talk a lot about this because so many different things have become like cute memes and hashtags that we kind of lose the the depth and the power that these things have in our lives. So, and mom guilt is one of them. That it's like, oh, mom guilt, you know, I'm a hot mess or whatever. And I really want to encourage moms to look into this a little bit harder, to think that we all feel it because it's almost like we're never doing enough, right? It's like if I spend the entire day with my kids, I still feel like, okay, I could have been doing more. If I don't spend all day with my kids, then I feel awful because I didn't. So it's like there is no winning if you look at it from that perspective. There's always something else that you could be doing. And that's where, you know, going back to what we said before, we're all really doing our best. So it's really, I feel like finding a balance, and I hate that word kind of because there really is no such thing. We're just really doing our best. And, uh, between so if you want to say you know f- find the balance between cutting yourself some slack and challenging yourself um, and i feel like that's that's the sweet spot i guess instead of saying balance i should just start saying find the sweet spot of you know you're doing your best but at the same time how can you challenge yourself to improve who you are and be your best self for your kids mm-hmm. so and for yourself so I really feel like you know and that's one of the things that you said uh, when I interviewed you is that sometimes moms are not encouraged to do things so much for themselves but when they have their kids in mind then they're encouraged to do it and so whatever is going to encourage you to look into yourself and see that you are a person and that you deserve attention and and that if no one else is going to take care of you then you have to do that is huge because that can help you move past the mom guilt and first understand that it's going to happen and you're going to feel it regardless but understand that you need to be looked after as well and it really starts with you you know when you have expectations and when you want people to do things for us you can get very disappointed whereas if you take the time to do things for yourself you're going to feel empowered, whether it is, you know, through exercise, through nutrition, or just finding something that you enjoy doing. And remember that you need that. Just like you're, you're, you know, you're bending yourself backwards to take care of everybody else to make them feel happy, you have to understand that you need that too. You're also a person. But if somebody else is not willing to do that for you, you have to do it for you. Because at the end of the day, we're all we have, and. Another thing too, is that what I encourage moms a lot uh, in this mom guilt idea is that many times moms think, you know, it's okay. I can just, you know, put myself on the back burner until the kids go to college. But think about this. That's a long time. And it is hard for you to find the one thing that you want to do with your life and that one purpose and to be in that happy place. And if you wait, 18 years to do that. That's a long time. And cause that's usually, you know, when we think about marriage too, like, um, you, you don't really cultivate the relationship and then you wait until the kids leave. And you're like, I don't even know who my husband is anymore. The same happens with you. You know, you wait 18 years and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know who I am any who I am anymore. Don't wait. Start right now tapping into who you are, figuring out who that is, and then figuring out steps to
0: become the best version of who that is. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I think it's okay to recognize that there's times and seasons in your life yeah, and that I don't think Marta's saying that everybody has to go out and start a business, but I, <laughs> what she is saying is that you need to find something that you can, that is important to you that you can improve and reach for. And so for, you know, for some women and, for, you know, from example, from in my life for the first, let's see, you know, 12, 11 years of my marriage, like I was a stay at home mom and I taught fitness classes on the side. And that was like my thing. And that was the thing that I enjoyed. And it like challenged me and it pushed me and I had to grow and I got new certifications. Um, But a lot of my time was spent, you know, raising my kids. And as my kids have gotten older, I feel like I have the time and space now to be able to start a business and push myself in that way. But Mm -hmm. you can do it in like Wanting to be the best parent, right? And going to parenting seminars and reading parenting books. You can do it wanting to be, you know, a community member who like found something in your community or who supports a cause. But whatever it is, like it needs to be intentional. And if we don't have that intentionality, then it gets it gets lost and we get lost and that's when moms start to feel stagnant. And that's when you start to, you know, feel resentful of your husband or feel resentful Mm -hmm. of being a mom. And that doesn't serve anybody in the long run. No,
1: definitely. Yeah. So yeah. Not encouraging anyone to go and start a business unless that's something that you are leaning towards. But I love what you said because that's something that um, other moms have said too. like go to parenting classes, go find a hobby or something that will fulfill that need that most of us have of doing something outside of motherhood. And that doesn't make you a bad mom. Quite the contrary. Taking care of yourself makes you a better person and more present for everyone that you love
0: around you. Totally. I'm going to give that an amen. freaking amen. <laughs> Awesome. Any other mindset shifts that you see, um, or that you encourage moms that you work with, especially though that, you know, newly postpartum mom to be able to shift her mindset to a productive and, and, you know, effective place. Yeah. So I feel like one of the main things that I always encourage moms
1: is to pay close attention to the sleeping patterns of your kids. Because most times we use the excuse, which really is an excuse. My kids don't sleep. They, they you know, they dominate my life. I can't do anything for myself. I really want to, but I can't. And it's like, okay, then you have to find a way of improving that. And not only for your sake, but for their sake. Um, my, my, my sister is actually a sleep consultant, and I've been blown away from all the information that she has told me about how kids later on in life have um, learning disabilities and things because they didn't have a decent sleep sleeping schedule when they were little. So this is huge. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, make sure your kids are sleeping because it's, that's part of their health. That's part of their you know development. The development. You need to pay close attention to that and to your sleeping patterns too. make sure you're getting enough rest. Um, and then the whole thing of mom guilt and making sure you're not putting yourself in the back burner, which is, it, which is normal. And like I said, for six months, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself because you know, newborn baby and it's hard and you're just going to have to, you know, really dedicate your entire life to that. But then after that, your kids should be sleeping through the night. Right. Um, and then you, you're going to have some more time for yourself as well. And the other thing really is, you know, with the whole thing of trying to do something for yourself is really figuring out where your passions are, finding your purpose for the future, even after, you know, even before your kids are, are gone from your house so that you're not feeling lost once they're gone as well. Um, And that goes into the whole thing of what's, what's holding you back and looking into self-sabotage. That's been huge for me. And also for the moms that I work with is understanding the things that are holding you back, that go back to your childhood, to your upbringing and to the people, the role models that you've had and all of that.
0: Let's dive a little bit into that self-sabotage because I, I see that a ton with my clients as well. And it's something Mm -hmm. that is really important to like understand and work past because it Mm -hmm. doesn't hold us back from the things that we want. So can you talk to us a little bit about self-sabotage, like when you see it happen and kind of how we get past that? Yeah. So self-sabotage is very
1: interesting because it's very contradictory. It's like when you want something so bad, you do everything in your power to not get there, which sounds insane, but we do that all of the time. And the reason why we do that is because of these, you know, thought patterns and beliefs that have been ingrained in us since we were little. And that goes back to everything that I was saying, that the layers that we put on top of each other or on top of ourselves with, you know, the different environments that we're exposed to, you know, the school we go to, the neighborhood we grew up in, we're a product of all of that. But there comes a point in life, and I think motherhood is that one, you know, turning point where you can actually stop for a second and be like, I don't have to be like this if I don't want to. And that goes into a lot of like transgenerational uh, trauma and different things that have been passed down. And there's a lot of different experts. And I I even actually had like a a healing coach in my, in my podcast that talked a lot about that, that um, it's like, Oh, this is how my family was. And this is just how I'm going to be. And it's like, no, you don't have to take this on. If you don't want to, you can change. And it's really looking back into the role models that you've had growing up, because it's a lot easier to pinpoint things in, in other people than in yourself, and looking at the things that they said, the stories that they told you about them, the statements that they made, and try to pinpoint that in your life, and you're going to be mind-blown at all all of the similarities that you're going to find and you're going to see, okay, and now, you know, my grandma passed away and this is how her life turned out. I don't want to be like that. So maybe I should start making changes. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that with someone, somebody, maybe someone that you admired and maybe had a, you know, a transformation and they had a great life and they inspire you, but what And one thing that I've learned, even, I don't know if you follow Tony Robbins, but he's huge in the whole mindset um, aspect of things, that he says that whether you had good role models or bad role models, that has impacted you in a certain way negative and positive so whether you had you know a dad that called you a princess and said you were amazing which is great for your self confidence that has kind of quote unquote ruined you in certain ways of thinking you're entitled of thinking that everything will come easy you know what i mean so different things can can shape your thoughts holding you back from advancing in life, whether it is because you're too proud and you think you've got this and you really don't, or whether it is because you talk yourself down so much, because maybe that's what your role models did to you telling you, you're good for nothing. You know, both of these things shape you in a certain way that can be helpful, but that can also be holding you back. And it's things we don't realize at all until we stop and really look into it and analyze. So it's, it's. I mean, I could talk about this for a long time, but it's really, it goes back to, to, to doing this work, this inner work of looking back into your past and your childhood,
0: which is not always so fun and it seems kind of silly, but trust me, it's effective. So if there's one, you know, one first step that somebody can take, if they're like, yeah, because most people are able to identify. They're like, I totally self-sabotage. Like I have this yeah. idea of what I want to do. And then for some reason I do all these stupid things that keeps me from the goal that I want to have. Mm -hmm. And so you think the first step, if they want to take one step today, what would that be? What would that look like? So
1: that would look like, so there are different uh, secret saboteurs that you can look into. Like if you were going to be super specific about, you know, the beliefs, the stories, but I really encourage people to journal, um, to, to put their thoughts out there. Um, I have tried journaling for a long time and then I realized, I don't, I, am not good at writing down. I'm good at talking. And so that's why I was like, I need to start a podcast. And, you know, I've been a teacher for so long. Um, do audio clips, record yourself talking about things and, and then listen back to yourself or read if you're journaling to see what's in there, because I don't feel like we do that enough. And, you know, some people go to counseling and that's great. That's helpful. Uh, but really try doing that daily. Cause you're not going to see a counselor daily, but you can work on yourself daily. Um, and so I feel like journaling helps a lot with that and obviously personal development. But I think it's not only taking in like reading stuff and learning things, you actually have to put it into practice to see what's in there, what's in you. <laughs> so just reading is not going to help. So you have to take that stuff out. And journaling is, is huge so that you can figure out um, what, the patterns, right? Why am I still doing this? when I don't want to. And that can be super helpful.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. So as we kind of wrap up, I want to know if there was one takeaway you would want for, for any of the moms listening out there, especially the postpartum moms, um, you know, from, from one mom to another, what would kind of, you know, be your, be your advice to her?
1: I would say you are doing a phenomenal job. You're amazing. You have carried this precious child and no one else could have done that but you. So you did it. You've made it, right? Um, And be proud of how far you've come and everything that you've done. And know that your kid is not judging you right now. All of the, you know, the judgment and the guilt that you feel, it might be, coming directly from people around you or from society. But most times this guilt and the judgment is coming from you. So you have control over that and you can stop that right now. Take a good look and hard look at yourself. See how beautiful you are, how amazing truly you are and start taking steps into, you know, being an even better version of yourself because you can't.
0: Amen. Oh, I love that Marta. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. Last one. How can people find you if they want to connect with you? All right. So I am mom does it all across the board. So you can find my podcast
1: on iTunes and all of the different places that you listen to, uh, your podcasts on mom does it all on Instagram. I am mom does it all underscore. I have an account for the podcast as well. Mom does it all podcast. My website is actually martisberg.coach. Um, I have a free community of support for moms and for entrepreneurs on Facebook, and you can just find it at, um, mom do- uh, mom does it all. That community. You can just put that on your browser, or if you just look for
0: Mom does it all on Facebook directly, you're gonna find that. And I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Marta, to share your insight about being a mom. I think a lot of people can really relate to it. So thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I loved it. What a great interview. I'm so grateful for Marta for coming on and for sharing her story and the exciting life of being a mother of triplets and how she's still been able to take time to be able to figure out what is important to her. And I think that's really one of the big takeaways here is that as moms, yes, we have these little humans to take care of and it's the most important job in the world. But if we want to be the best moms that we can be for our kids and the best wives and the best community members, then we have to take care of ourselves and setting new goals and pushing our limits and doing hard things and showing up and doing things that scare us. That's all a part of you becoming the best version of you. And when you become the best version of you, then you're able to show up in your life for the people that you love as the best mom, as the best wife, as the best sister, as the best friend. As you take care of yourself, you take care of other people better. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio?